Sometimes I think being retired and being a caregiver are synonymous. Perhaps not synonymous, but at least closely related. Retirement usually comes to us in our 60s, and it is at that same age that our parents are moving into their 80s. It's also at this time that our children are moving into their 30s and 40s, the time for splitting up, divorce. There are very likely grandchildren that may need some attention from grandparents. Sandwiched between these two family connections, it's easily for many of us to assume the role of caregiver. No matter our retirement plans, we may need to make some changes. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. We all have parents. Most of us also have children. And thus, we all stand the chance to spend part of our life as caregivers. In my town, hundreds of caregivers convene each year for an annual meeting at a local hospital. A few years ago, I was encouraged to attend because of some classes I was scheduling for the local community college. I sat through the day and listened to testimonies of caregivers and talks by experts. I left believing I had just spent the day with a band of angels. These people work with folks who are near the end of their life or have special needs. The caregiver has to extend not only constant physical attention, but psychological support. They also work at the lowest level of the pay scale. The trade does not legally require extended training, licensing, or college degrees. People tend to drift into the field who have difficulty finding jobs in the factory or office that might pay better. Of course, this generally does not apply to all who earn the moniker caregiver. Story after story was told of the care and sympathy extended and the loneliness and difficulty experienced. Some caregivers attend to their own parents, children, or grandchildren. Other caregivers attend to parents that have been abandoned by their children, children who have been abandoned by their parents. It was not easy to hear their stories, but it certainly left an indelible mark on my mind. I still think of caregivers as saints. My own mother fell and broke her pelvis at age 88. Hospitalization and then time at a care center followed. We drove back to the Midwest at first notice. Then I overreacted and rented an apartment to be with her until she could move back home. I had two sisters living in that small town. Upon reflection, I realized I had overreacted. My presence wasn't really needed. She lived another four years, most of that in a nursing home. They seemed to be the happiest days of her life. She flourished in that home. My experience in a caregiver role never materialized. Within a month, we had let our apartment go and headed the car west. My wife's parents were hospitalized on occasion, but death came rather quickly to each, and we did not experience being their caregivers either. Once again, distance made our role very limited. 
Two sons lived fairly close and assumed that role, which never came down to actually living with and attending to daily needs. We have a good friend right now who has experienced caregiving for first his father and then his mother. They took their six-year-old daughter out of school and moved from Missoula, Montana to Anchorage, Alaska to care for his father. They devoted two full years to caring for him. Soon after his death, his mother needed attention and they moved to Bellingham, Washington to be with her. His mother is in an assisted living care center. He visits her each morning and evening. He also takes her to his house or out to dinner, probably five nights out of each week. She is one well-cared-for and lucky mother. He knows everyone in the care center and says that he really enjoys going over there and talking to residents on a daily basis. When he signs his mother out for dinner most evenings, he's noticed that most residents never get signed out, nor do the records indicate any visitors. It's a sad situation. He has been serving in this role for five or six years. I've never heard him complain of his caregiver status. He seems gratified to be able to help. I really look forward to going out there, he says, and mom is so happy, it makes me happy. These are probably the happiest days of her life. I think that is why she's still living. She's having a good time. Another friend of mine recently related the story of his role in caring for either his parents or grandchildren. His father lived into his 90s and only required some attention two or three days each week. He was for the most part cared for by his wife, who is now 90 herself. She lives alone and still shovels snow from her driveway and sidewalk. His three daughters all have small children and no fathers in the house. My friend who is retired spends some time each week picking kids up from school, taking them places, and attending to any special needs. He says that he likes being able to help both parents and grandchildren, but I'm not sure this is what he had in mind when he retired. We recently hired a plumber to do some work on our small remodel we are doing. We have used him before and always feel blessed when he comes on the job. He told us about a month ago that he was retiring. He was in the process of building on to his house for another major change in his life. His son and three children are moving back home. He smiled when he told us and said he was looking forward to it. But I'm sure this has not been his dream as he neared retirement age. Life's that way. Surprises come our way. Yesterday the sun was shining and the snow was falling at the same time. Retirement can be that way. We had best be prepared for some surprises. This is Retirement Talk. If you have a retirement story that you think others may find interesting, please contact Dell at retirementtalk.org. Perhaps we can arrange an interview over the phone or with Skype.